Oh my god. Oh my god. What's going on? What I can't I can't I can't even fathom. Look, the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. On the return of Jakob Orchak, Jakey back in town. They fall two to one to the Columbus Blue Jackets. This was truly and honestly heartbreaking. Now, besides the point that the Flyers have lost Terry for the second time in the same season, this was honestly a performance where I truly felt as if the Flyers did fight. But again, it's just not good enough. And again, this team is going through some mental blocks. And of course, the players that they are missing is a factor into this as well. But despite the effort the Flyers have, and I've been giving them a lot of slack, and, and, and it's granted, so I'm frustrated. A lot of Flyers fans are frustrated. But a lot of these losses the Flyers have, and we can put this loss and Tuesday night's loss against the Islanders together, there is some good stuff. There is some effort, but there is a mental block going on right now with the Philadelphia Flyers that they just can't get out of. And, and, and I don't know if players coming back from injury really is going to help the situation at hand. But I, this this is this one's this one hurts. This one truly and honestly hurts. Oh man. Well, who's ready for some draft talk? All right. Who's ready? Let's get it. NHL's mock draft time. Flyers hold the seventh overall pick. They're projected to Simon Nemec uh, from, uh, from HK Netra from Slovakia. Uh, he's a he's a right-handed defenseman. Let's go! Shouts out to my NHL draft. No, I'm totally kidding, guys. Listen, we're I, I like I I have a feeling, and I, and I feel like the Flyers should go in a, a specific direction. But we still have hockey to talk about. As long as the Flyers are still playing hockey, I will still do these recaps, and we are not going anywhere. So let's get straight to it tonight, guys. Before we dive in, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, as always. Thank you so much for tuning on in, but please make sure you guys hit that like button. If you enjoy the content, that would truly mean the world to me. And of course, make sure you guys uh, subscribe. If you are a Philly sports fan, join on in this family. We talk it all from the Flyers, the Sixers, the Phillies, the Union, the Eagles, you name it. We talk it. So make sure you guys join on in in this family. All right. As always, let's start off with the lines here. Your starting lineup for the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, to the top line, no changes there. And again, these guys put in that work. Uh, Claude Giroux centering Joel Farabee, who, by the way, Joel rocking the new haircut. I like him with the with the with the with the clothes cut. Obviously, Claude Giroux early on in his career, he had the flow going under. He 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 had the little flow going under his helmet, and uh, Joel Farabee decided to a little a little too early in his career. But hey, he looks good with it. Uh, Travis Konechny got a little haircut as well. A little side nose. We hey, we're, we're here noticing guys' swagger out there. That's an important. Of, of fortune general so uh came back it's obviously the storyline him be, not only, obviously everyone's talking about Jakob Voracek but Cam Atkins going up against his former uh, team of team he played for for 10 seasons the Columbus Blue Jackets he got the first time to face off against those dudes uh Scott Lawton centering Oscar Lindblom and uh Travis Konechny on that second line uh the, the, I'll tell you what these guys worked their ass off tonight I'll give you that I'll definitely give you that your third line, Morgan Frost centering uh, JVR and Gerald Mayhew. We'll talk about Gerald Mayhew. We got to give some kudos tonight. Your third line, or your fourth and final line, Connor Bunneman again uh, centering Max Woolman and Zach McGowan. This line was very interesting. Uh, Zach stayed on the ice for quite a bit. Um, and this fourth line really didn't get too much of a play, especially in that third period. Your defensive pairings, you had I, Yvonne Provorov with Justin Braun as your top uh, pair. Uh, again, riding with this, uh, all the all the defensive lines, uh, defensive pairings have, have not changed. Cam York, Travis Sandow on the second line. Keith Yandel with Rasmus Ristolainen in the third line. Of course, your goal tonight for Philadelphia Flyers was Mr. Wooden 
kind of hot. What's up? Where is Kata? Kata, where you at? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but so this game started off in the first 10 minutes. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and I, and I have to double check, but if I'm not mistaken, the Flyers do not have a shot on goal for the first 10 minutes. This is a bit of an issue. Um, the Flyers have an issue with starting off quick, setting the tone really quick. Um, this is part of the reason why we're talking about another 10-game losing streak in the same season. But I did feel like they ended the, the period really nice. I felt like the intensity was there. They were getting shots on goal. Cam Atkinson looked really nice as well. Claude Giroux was working it all night long. And that was a, that was very positive. Going into that second period, having that kind of momentum was very big. Now in the second period, things got a little tricky. Now in the beginning, we we got we caught a little break. Um, the, the Blue Jackets got a goal that was called back on goal interference. Mike Yo, kudos to him. He took that out. He, he took that. He saw that. And he said, I'm a challenge. This ain't a goal. And he was right. And we were we were back to z- uh, a zero zero game. Eleven fifty three into the game, though. However, this was a couple literally a couple minutes after they overturned that call. Oh, my God. The Flyers in the in the Blue Jacket zone turned the puck over. Uh, Yvonne Provorov with just a lazy, terrible like it was. It wasn't the right pass. If not pass closure, who was in the blue line. Uh, uh uh, you rally. Uh, uh, was able to steal the puck. He's able to find Jenner. Jenner finds it to Olivier uh, Borchenstrand. And this dude literally one deke, two deke, and then just backhands right past Carter Hart, top top shelf there. Not much that Carter could do there. Left on no man's life. It was Olivier and him one on one. You can't, you can't really blame Carter Hart on that one. And that that one really was gut wrenching because at that point. You save, you got saved there, and you were starting to get in. You're starting to get in, in the momentum, but then, boom! Olivier gets that one nothing goal, and we go into the third period. Flyers are down one to nothing. What do they have? What are they going to give us? Uh, five. This is literally five minutes into this period. Um, you have Patrick Line um, gets a goal for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now this one was um, Travis Konechny and I believe Scott Lawton were on the uh, on the forecheck there. Um, in the Columbus, uh, I'm sorry, in their own zone, trying to fight off uh, Voracek. Uh, but Jenner was able to find the puck that PK thought he cleared, but it didn't go past the zone. He's already skating to the other side of the, of the, of the ice, but it still stays in the flyer zone. Jenner finds Line. And how in the world is a player of the quality of Patrick Line left wide the fuck open? Like, how does that happen? Like, I, tr- I truly don't understand. Line, listen, you leave him wide open on an island. Line has got a sniper like no other, and he's going to rip that. And, and and usually, you know, Carter Hart's blocker side is pretty secure. It's really tough to get it past him, and and it got right past him. And and that was really gut-wrenching because now it's 2-0, um, and, and you're thinking to yourself, where are the Flyers going to – with the play that they've had, where are they going to find that, you know, that, that, that an extra shift to get to get themselves to go and get back into this game and make this a game. Well, however, seven minutes later, uh, Gary Mayhew was able to get his first goal as a Philadelphia Flyer. Kudos to him. Uh, it was near the it was a, a goal that was near the blue line. Rusto finds Gary Hughes center uh, center of the us that blue line and Mayhew just. It was kind of a hail mary. He just freaking heaves it. He's got the left leg like <laughs> he's he looks like a ballerina. He just hail marys it. Um, great job by Oscar Lindblom and Scott Law on getting dirty, getting down in in uh right in front of net. Uh, uh, Oscar Lindblom did a perfect job of screening uh the goal. 
and that was that was a great uh, opportunity there. And Gary Mayhew gets his first goal past uh, Merzalenkis, and the Flyers now down two to one. Two to one. What do they have less left? What are they going to give us here? You have about eight minutes left. Get yourself one more goal. Send this into overtime. At least give yourself that point. Give yourself an opportunity. The Flyers were digging. The Flyers were, were working. They were trying everything that they possibly could. Uh, they possibly could. Uh, and they even had, the, it was like 240 left. I believe Carter Hart came out. Empty net situation, six on five hockey, and usually the Flyers look much better. It's so, by the way, it is so weird. I'm going to just bring this up real quick. The Flyers had four opportunities on the power play, and yet they, they, obviously, we all know, like, it's so secret, they struggle on the power play. For whatever reason, they look like a better team on with six on five hockey. It makes no sense whatsoever that they look much better six on five than four on four, uh, than, and then uh, 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 five on four. I guess maybe the desperation, the fact that you don't have center and playing six five hockey like that with the net, you're just crashing, crashing. You're, you're just, you're just pretty much hell marrying anything at that point. Um, they they weren't lucky though on this night. They had a couple opportunities. I thought the the last shot by Claude Giroux, um, when you had two guys right in front of net, I thought that was the best opportunity. But unfortunately, um, a heartbreaking loss, and not there is not much else that the Flyers can do, and the Flyers would fall two to one. Um, there was an image after the game. Uh, I put it up on Twitter if you guys want to check that out, at Parcero Philly. Um, Claude Giroux, I, I don't know if he nicked something on his, in, in his, on his wrist or something. He takes his glove off, but then he's crouching over, and he's just looking straight down on the ice. He's crouched over. The camera is just zoomed in on his face, and as a Flyers fan, the, the thoughts and the emotions going through my head, I just truly felt for this man. Claude Giroux, and I know he's really and heavily criticized in the city. You know, when you're wearing that C on a flyer sweater, I get it. I get the expectations that comes with that C. And if you're not winning, usually the captain is going to be the first one that's going to be criticized. However, though, guys, despite the losing streak, though, despite the bad play, and Claude did have that, that obviously that, that, uh, the first goal that the Columbus Blue Jackets had, that was a turnover that came off of Claude Giroux. That was a bad pass away from Ivan Provorov. But Claude's effort, night in and night out, is evident. You can guys literally cannot tell me that he is not giving his his all on a night-to-night basis. That for, in that end of that first period, he was getting shot after shot. His play is truly and honestly super evident. I do not know what the future holds for Claude Giroux. But I really do think that you guys, and, and obviously it's not all Flyers fans, but that portion of Flyers fans that love to rip Claude Giroux on a night-to-night basis, guys, take a step back. It's it's really not like that, it, all right? It's it's not. It is. This isn't a situation where you have a a, a, a high-paid player that is underperforming. I you guys can do that to Tobias Harris. I can understand that the criticism for Claude Giroux. I truly and honestly. Just cannot get down with that, and I don't understand, to be quite honest with you guys. Um, he led a flyer tonight with shots on goal, uh, and he also was the was the only was a flyer who was on the ice the most as well. As he, um, his time on ice was 21 minutes. This dude is literally giving everything he possibly has to try to help this team get a win, and it's just this this. There's a lot of things wrong with this team. You know, we the power play. Um, it, just scoring goals, the entries into the zone, literally any little thing is just a problem with the Philadelphia Flyers. And you have some nice individual talent, 
like like you know uh, uh Claude Giroux, I think Joel Farabee has been playing really nice Cam Atkinson as well um, but at the end of the day the sport that we love the sport that we watch is a team sport and just because you have one guy how many years were with, with Connor McDavid in the, in the Oilers not playing up to their potential Connor McDavid is a top five player in this league but if you don't have a team around him there is no point to his talent and obviously a little bit there in age and he just cannot carry his team as, as tough as it is. Um, another guy is really performing. It has been Carter Hart, and I, I truly feel for him. I think his save percentage right now is like eight, seven something uh, overall in a season. You know, tonight he saw 29 shots. Now the Flyers did a good job of lowering the amount of shots. They actually, believe it or not, believe it or not, they actually won the shot on goal battle. That is absolutely wild. I like the, I don't can't remember the last time they've done that, but they had 34 shots on goal. Columbus had 29. Um, Carter Hart uh, had some big, and he's had a lot of big saves throughout the throughout this season. Um, but tonight, like no other. I mean. Um, the first, like the first goal, like that's a, that's just a, that's just a boneheaded play by the Flyers, getting a turnover in the in your own zone. You're left one on one with him, and Olivier, like that that just cannot happen. And then again, you leave Patrick Lining wide open, one of the one of the best snipers in this league, and you leave him wide open. I can't really blame Carter on both of those goals, and I really felt like he had some nice saves here. Um, he played really really well. Merzlankis for Columbus again. Played really well. It, it was a great goal goaltending duel. Um, but the, I want to say this: I, I I'm not going to discredit Merzlikas because I really thought he played really well tonight. But at what point, you know, we said this about Vermalov the, the the last game, and we said this about Tuka Rask. Now Tuka Rask is a good goalie. I'm not going to take that away. But at what point are we going to stop giving so much credit to these goaltenders, and we're going to actually give these goaltenders living hell? The fact that right off the dump we're not putting shots on goal we're not putting pressure on the goalie every single night that's got to change Merzlink is solid goalie they I believe Columbus splits their goaltending they don't have like a solid number one but at some point you just gotta abuse a goalie do whatever you can have crash into the goal I really do not care you gotta get into this motherfucker's head you gotta get those shots on goal now tonight they did do that, but it, it, it's you, you have to have some quality shots on goal as well, and that's quality is really an issue right now for the Philadelphia Flyers, if we're being quite honest here. And again, I'm, I'm going to say this again. I've been really critical about this team. It's just frustrating, like the fact that now we've lost ten straight again. This team is now thirteen, nineteen, and eight on the season. It's just really frustrating because it just truly feels like we're going nowhere. It really feels like we're just not going anywhere. And I just don't know what this organization is going to do. The fact that we don't have someone who can answer to these issues or answer to these problems is a concern. Well, we talk about this almost every night. I, You guys know my stance. You guys know where I think this team needs to go. And I think it does start with Claude Giroux. Like this dude, and it's not because I want him out of here, but it's because he deserves better. He deserves a much better situation. And I, and I just, I just don't know what else this team can do. This was a, this was another game, kind of like Tuesday, where you got two teams in a, in desperation mode, trying to fight back, trying to get some points, have some hopes for some playoffs. And the Flyers got edged by a little again. You know, I, I'm listening to Mike Yo in the press conference. 
And this poor dude it, it got this opportunity again. And I'm sure Mike Yo had the thought in mind that he was going to re- give a little resurgence to this team and add a little life into the Philadelphia Flyers. And he just he, he himself is stumped as well. And he's talking, you know, I think it was Charlie O'Connor asks Mike Yo, um, what do you do to keep these guys motivated and come back out after another difficult, tough loss? And it just honestly feels like he just doesn't know what to do. And, you know, at the end of the last days of Lane Vigneault, this was kind of the same thing. At Lane's up here, they're asking, what are you going to do to kind of turn around? And, and, and what, what can Vigneault do? You got aging players. You got guys who don't fit the personnel. You got guys that are hurt. That's a part of that the personnel problem as well. When you don't have Sean Couturier, you don't have Kevin Hayes. You don't. You haven't had Ryan Ellis' whole entire year who's supposed to unlock Ivan Provorov. These are part of the issues with the Flyers. Nate Thompson's been out. Patrick Brown's been out. It's been a problem. You know, kudos to uh, Gerald Mayhew. Like, that's fantastic. Dude got his first goal. Kudos to him. But, you know, disrespect to Gerald Mayhew and, and the work he's put in. He should not be up here. But what do we, what do, we do? What do we do? We took Nick Sealer out. We took Pat Connington out. Cam York's been up here. And, and, and do not take Pat, do not take Cam York out of here. Do not send him back to, to Lehigh Valley. Please don't. I like it. I, I like what he's been doing. I mean, you got Rist, Risto with, with Keith Yandel. Like, you got the two big boys going with, with one. No, it does not work. Like, why can't we put Cam with, with Yandel? Put Risto, but Risto and Sandheim were actually playing pretty well together. Like, why did you change that up? But again, it's Mike Yo trying to do anything to just inject some life into this team, and you can't really blame him for that. It's really a tough spot that we are in. It really is. And I made I made the joke earlier about the mock draft, but I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I I, I keep it I keep it a, a bean with you. I keep it a hundred with you. I was literally looking at. The, the draft standings. Is it really worth shutting down the season, continue tank, essentially tanking for the future so we can get a top pick? And by the way, for anyone who's keeping track, they have the second best odds right now at the lottery. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, guys, um, look, look, you got to go back out there. Now, this, the Flyers are back on Saturday afternoon. We got an afternoon game. And you know what? The, the, they actually don't play bad on afternoon, though. Uh, the problem they're going up against Buffalo Sabres team that's not the same team as last year, and they did even though the I think they split the series with the Sabres last year, have been looking pretty solid. And I last I checked, they were tied with the Dallas Stars, um, and they actually lost. But high scoring, five to four game, and the but the Sabres are three points behind the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried it's going to get to 11 games. Luckily, last time we ended it at 10. This one, I cannot guarantee that we get the dub. The Sabres are definitely playing. Uh, I won't say they're a better team, but they are a team that are pl- how do I How do I phrase this? They play with a lot more effort and energy than what the team had last year. Last year was a little bit a little bit dysfunction. Obviously, Reinhardt, Hall, and 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 uh, Eichel were all waiting to leave, um, and all of them did leave. But that's kind of where that's kind of where this Buffalo Sabres team is at. So it is definitely concerning. I it looks like eleven straight is going to happen. Um, and the problem is, and the main problem with this Flyers team, it is all mental. It's all up here with these guys, and these guys. And the reason I think the reason why they are starting slow as well in that first is because they have it in their mind. 
you know, they're they're just thinking about they don't want to get behind again. When you're playing from behind, you're you're just playing a more conservative type of hockey. And that's really what you, that's really not what this team needs, and it, it's it is very very concerning. This team is in a mental funk of all hell, and I truly honestly at this point do not know what they can do. You can't fire Mike. Like why would you fire Mike? Yo? Like honestly, why would you fire an interim coach? There there is no point of that. Mike Yo got got a little spark in the beginning. They were playing much better. I think they won like three or four with Mike Yo, something like that, earlier on. And then you had that COVID shutdown league-wide. Uh, and then more injuries came. You had more COVID cases for yourself. And then, of course, the NHL doesn't stop those games, which F you for that one, right? But, man, it is going to be a tough, tough one, man. Tough, tough one. All right, guys, let's get to your comments, questions, and concerns. We're going to start off with YouTube. Listen, it's going to be a tough one, guys, but I'm here for you guys. I am here for you. Let's start off with the Mitch. The Mitch states, I love playoff hockey so much and never get to watch the Flyers. Wow, the Mitch, you're going to start off like that. You're going to do that to me, man. Oh, my God. Well, listen, the Mitch, if it makes you feel any better, um, I'm a 90s baby, and I really uh, didn't get fully into Flyers hockey until 2012, and that was the year the Flyers had a great end to the season. They, they beat the Penguins, I believe it was in five. They lose the stinking Jersey Devils who wound up going to the Stanley Cup. So, dude, I feel you. I 110% feel you, man. So, man, it, that sucks. I, I remember talking to uh, Chris Mayer from Flyers Fan uh, Mania, who's doing a great job covering this this team. I remember talking to him, and he's a, he's a younger fan. And he literally has been living with the Flyers since the 2010s. Like, literally, he never experienced the Flyers in the playoffs consistently. That is wild. And this man is this man is probably just got done his recap. He probably just got done his, his uh, Flyers recap. And he's doing it every single... He was at the game. He got a fantastic clip with, with uh, Jakob Voracek. And that for those, those the younger fans, man, I feel for you. And I know on TikTok, we got a lot of fly, young Flyers fans. It, it is so rough, man. It is so rough. And I feel you guys. I feel you guys, man. Dylan's checking in. What's happening, Dylan? Good seeing you, brother. I'm, yeah, and I, I didn't mention this as well, but um, it was a great trip for Jakob Voracek, and it was great seeing Jakob in his return back to Philadelphia. Um, you know, his his time here in Philly is is, is definitely a little bit controversial, um, especially the ends. Obviously, remember the press conference last year that was hilarious. You're a weasel. <laughs> You're a weasel. That was great. That was absolutely great. But listen, uh, it, it just I don't think it was all Voracek. Um, I just think it, it, as a whole, the team missed a little something, and, and that was part of the problem. Uh, Voracek was great, man. He obviously had that snipe. Um, he can create a little can, um, but it was it, we, something drastic had to happen. Um, and, I, and, and honestly, if I had to do that trade again for Cam Atkinson, I would do it. Honestly, I would truly and honestly do it, but I feel you, man. I feel you. That is rough, man. I heard the story, Taryn Hatcher talking about it. Um, Jakob arrives to Philadelphia. I, I think he was on, if I'm not mistaken, he was on COVID protocol. He gets cleared goes to goes to Philly to meet up with the, with his jackets um and then he goes into the center and instead of going to the away locker room he already knows how the center works he goes into the home locker room on purpose just to say hello to everyone and everyone was just happy to see him and that's just dope that's just the type, type of uh player that he was to that that team especially though all, all those years that he was here a lot of the players in that locker room still have a lot of love for Jakob Voracek and it was it was definitely cool to see man uh well when the fuck we going to win uh, I honestly do not know. So here, next couple games here for the Flyers. Uh, so like I mentioned, uh, they will be they will be in Buffalo. 
uh, for a one o'clock game uh, against the Sabres. And then on Monday, they will be hosting the Dallas Stars, who we lost earlier in the year. They had, they took care of us pretty well. You got the Islanders in, uh, in, in uh, what is it, Belmont now they play? Uh, 7.30 on Tuesday. That's ba- that's on a back-to-back. You got the Stars and the Islanders on the back-to-back. You got the Kings on Saturday. They got a couple days rest. They have the Kings here in Philadelphia, and then they got the, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, who I th- think are, are not – they're not – that good of a team this year if I, if I saw that correctly the jets are a 40 point team right now it looks like they're fifth in the uh central division of the western conference um and that those are the next five games the sabers the stars the islanders the kings and the jets you guys tell me is there a win there maybe maybe saturday if not saturday maybe tuesday uh the the 25th against the islanders maybe february 1st against the jets it's just not that promising, guys. I really do not know when that next one is going to happen, man. Oh man, ninety off hell, boy, mostly hell. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I feel you, brother. I feel you. Um, I blame the losing on gritty. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Demich, it, it, the they def, the Flyers are definitely using gritty the right way, trying to distract all the fans who have been watching this crap hockey. And yeah, it's it, it's it's gritty is a distraction at this point. Flyers trending. I agree with you, Phil. What's happening, Phil? My brother Phil's in here. Shouts out to DSM Media, DSM family. It's no time. What's happening, Mike? What's going on? This team will never get fixed if these mother effers can get uh, can't get it together. Yeah, Mike. I, I just don't think it's gonna happen this year, man. I don't think so. It's like the first day of school. These guys they don't know what they're what they're doing, and they get it when they don't get together. Uh, yeah, they need to get it together, man. They just flat out needed to get it together. Uh, Flyers never win when I go to. Oh, shouts out to you, man. We had Mike at the game there. How how was your time there, man? Well, obviously, besides the loss, it's always a good time going down there, though. Going down to the barn. Uh, when will it be the next time Flyers make the playoffs, dude? I really wish I could tell you, man. That's kind of why I want to, you know, get this rebuild started, get these young pieces in here, here, and uh. Hopefully in the next three to four years, maybe make a playoffs. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I really do not know. Uh, so 2020, last time we made the playoffs. Uh, can we not do it? I, I literally had Zach uh, Chavalella on today. Oi in Philly sports, or I'm sorry, El Parcelo Filicon. So make sure you guys check that out. And I was talking, he covers the Sacramento Kings as well. 15 years. The Sacramento Kings haven't made the playoffs in 15 years. I don't know what the longest playoff drought here is in the NHL. Maybe the Buffalo Sabres have that. I have to double check, but. I really do not hope Flyers get that, man. I really do not. Uh, such a weasel. It's <laughs> such a weasel. That was so funny, man. So funny. Uh, watch them go in five. Nine. Oh, dude, don't sit. Mike. Don't do that to me. Do not do that to me, Mike. Please. Please do not do that to me. What's up, TikTok? What's happening? Reminder, guys. Listen, we're keeping it hockey. We're keeping it Flyers. You got any Flyers? Any hockey questions? We're definitely here for you. But we're just going to keep it like that, man. Uh, baseball lovers checking in. Go Blue Jackets. Hey, man, there's no hard feelings, man. Go, go, go. Uh, good game. Good game, man. Good game. Apologize, Hennessy. We're going to keep it. Uh, we're going to keep a hockey here tonight. Uh, Jay Willie, congratulations. Uh, I'm actually going tomorrow night. I'm going to the Sixers game tomorrow night. Uh, yes, I will be there tomorrow night at the at the center. Not for the Flyers, for the Sixers. Um, go Blue Jackets. Wow. Okay. Baseball lover. We get it. We get it, man. Uh, what's happening, Blue? What's going on? We got Blue in the chat. Uh, Flyers are trash right now. I mean, that's very well said. How about all those empty seats? Yeah, uh, I saw that pregame. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw it throughout the game. It's a little pretty damn empty. 
Um, and, and at that, that kind of gets me thinking, what does the ownership group think at this point now? You got a lot of empty seats. You got a lot of people pissed off, which I, honestly, I don't think they care about the pissed off people. But when it starts affecting them pockets, eh, you start freaking out a little bit. I'm, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. They might want to get it to uh, get it to that. Uh, Brianna, no, it is uh, it is still Sixers season. Um, Sixers are still playing. And then at the end of February, the union season kicks off. Uh, Brianna, I'm not, uh, I hate to break it to you, but we don't even know if we're going to have M- the MLB season start on time. So Sixers for now. We got the union. Best team in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Union. So we, 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 it's going to be all right. It's definitely going to be all right. It's just a little rough right now with the Flyers. A little bit. Uh, no peanut butter. Peanut butter and chocolate. It's a great combination. Actually sounds really good. I think I babe, we're doing peanut butter and chocolate tonight. I think that's what we're gonna do. I think that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, what's up, Keith? Keith Hayes is in the building. Keith, you've been jumping back and forth between hockey teams. Are you still a Capitals fan? The world needs to know right now. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. All right. So, like I mentioned, guys, the Flyers back on Saturday, one o'clock against the uh Buffalo Sabres. Let's hope the Flyers can find a way to break this 10-game losing streak again. Please, 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 we do not want to make it to 11. We can, we really cannot afford that. <laughs> we flat out can, cannot not, not afford that. All right, so uh, reminder, tomorrow I will be at the Wells Fargo Center for the Sixers and the LA Clippers. Um, so still working on how I'm going to bring you guys a recap. Still not sure if I can be able to bring it to you from the center or if I'll do it back here in the studio, but I will let you guys know for sure. Uh, but uh, again, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, again, Flyers fall to the Columbus Blue Jackets on the Yakov Voracek return, 2-1. to one. I know it's heartbreaking. I am here for you guys, Flyers Nation. I am here for you. Trust and believe. Before we sign off, make sure you guys hit that like button. It would truly mean the world to me. And make sure you guys subscribe to join on in this Philly sports family. We talk Philly sports all the damn time. So make sure you guys subscribe on in. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly. I know it sucks right now, but let's go Flyers. Oh, man, it would be nice if we were winning, man. Talk to you guys soon. (laughs) 